right, all right, all right. I think you need to help her. And this has like three times the caffeine of a monster, but no sugar. That's what you're after coffee for anyway. Exactly. All right. Welcome to the Wilderness Law Podcast. Uh, today we're going to have an interesting uh, episode. We're uh, different. Well, we've done one that was strictly about politics before, and we just talked about Donald yeah, Trump the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm going to let you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself because I usually screw that up. Oh, I, I'm perfectly capable of screwing things up myself. So <laughs> you might need to pull that mic closer, yeah. or I can turn it up either. No, way. that's fine. Um, my name is Matt Whittington. I'm the Williamson County Chair for the Libertarian Party of Texas. Um, I guess we Facebooked each other recently and mm-hmm. uh, were introduced, and you asked me to come on here, so yeah. here I am. Um, yep. The Really, that's about it. I'm a programmer in Texas or in the Austin area doing a, working on a blockchain startup. Yeah. A funded blockchain startup, which nice. is rare today, but right. in the next few years, that won't be a rare thing. Um, good. Yeah, my kids are, or I'm from Cedar Park. You're in Leander. My kids are go to school in Leander. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go to CrossFit right down the street. Oh, nice. At the Whitetail one or um, the other one? one actually, the Prism CrossFit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know um, uh, that, I want to say they have a lot better reviews. The Whitetail one, I just, I only know that one because I drive by it every day. But they seem to be, like, secretive or something. Like, they don't want to get word out about their place. And they're closed most of the time. Yeah, hard, hard to uh, exercise if you're closed. Um, yeah, I, I really don't know about it, anything about them, so I'm not going to bad about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But, yeah, Prism just moved into the church on 183 next to Starbucks. Yeah, okay. A quarter right. mile from here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they're, they've got a great community there and everything, so... Yeah. I can't remember where I've heard of them. But uh, they used to be over on uh, Baghdad Road. Yeah, uh-huh. All right. My grandma lives down Baghdad. That's right. And that's a uh, back... We live in Liberty Hill, and that's Baghdad. It's like yeah. the back way to Liberty Hill from Leander. Because it turns into... I don't even remember what the name of the road is, but it turns into a different road if you go north. Yeah, I, I had a piece of property out there right before some stream, like Pond Lane or something like that. There was a big lot out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. wow. It's uh, it's growing too big for uh, like I went to a place called Axtell High School, which was one uh, A, almost not an A. Right, like we were all we were just big enough to play eleven man football, and so Liberty Hill to me is huge. Uh, but in, in this area, it's relatively small, um, but it's it's bigger and bigger every year. I think uh, the last two years, each year, there was 500 more st- students enrolled in Liberty Hill ISD than the previous year. Just head count. <clears throat> okay, well, so I have identified myself as a libertarian since I was 17, I guess. It's funny, my or maybe eighteen. My stepdad told me about the Libertarian Party when I was a senior in high school, and that's when I got really interested. Before that, if I I wouldn't have known to put the word to it, but I probably would have said anarchist. 
And, uh, you know, there's those online tests that are like, uh, you know, you fill out a bunch of questions and then there's like a, it used to just be left and right. And then some people were like, eh, that's not accurate enough. And so it's kind of these elliptical shapes, you know, it's communist over here, anarchist. Yeah. And I, when I've done a handful of those, uh, the better ones, and I always end up right on the border of libertarian and anarchist. But I know in the past couple of years, I've kind of swung a little bit, uh, I guess the way I've been describing it in conversation, to, and I'm not sure that's the best way to articulate it, is there's definitely some places where I think thought, well, socialism has had some success in X, Y, and Z. Like, public education, I kind of think, is better than no education. Like, it's had more positive effect than it's had negative effect. It's had a lot of negative effect, but... Yeah, when you compare it to no education, that's... Yeah, right. You know. Right, right, right. But um, I ran for the state house back in, I think it was 2012, um, as a libertarian, so I had no chance, um, which is a very liberating way to run for office. Right. If you have no chance, then you can say whatever you'd like. But um, I was speaking with Tony Dale, who was running against me at the time. That's when he became the uh, Republican mm -hmm. House member out here. Um, about 10% of the people in the Leander School District that could have been going to school or homeschooled. So we mm -hmm. have a really good uh, support network out of this right. area. Um, and that could be all the way from unschooled to, you know, highly structured homeschooled. It's, it, if you want to homeschool, this is a great place to live. Yeah. Um, so there's a big difference between nothing and public school. Yeah. Uh, uh, I had something else I was going to jump in there for, but mm -hmm. I have no idea what it was. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, so I definitely, like, I guess guns I came to. Like, I know, so I've, I'm 35, so I've gotten a vote in four presidential elections, and I, half of them I voted Libertarian and half of them I didn't. And the one time I voted Republican was simply, we it was uh, 2004, and we were in the middle of the war, and I was like, in you know, and at the time we were especially in, uh, you know, we had already invaded Iraq, but Afghanistan was still alive and well, right. realistically. Like I think Bush had already done his aircraft carrier thing, but you know, we were still there. I mean, we're still there now, technically. So, or at least our robots are. And, uh, but the. Uh, but yeah, I was like, ah, we're in the middle of war, and I want to support the idea of not stepping out in the middle of a war, which is what Kerry would have done, in right. theory. Or at least what he was saying he would have done. He probably wouldn't have, because he's a Democrat. And they don't, uh, Tristan, can you close the door? It's like, you know, Hillary loves talking all this crap. This, you know, this, I don't, I'm not sure when I'm going to publish this podcast, but uh, we're recording it the week following the Orlando shooting, and Hillary's talking about banning assault rifles and blah, 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 and uh, she's not going to do anything because she gets just as much money from that industry as Trump or, well, I guess Trump didn't get anything, or at least that's what he says, but Bernie, she always accuses, in the debate, she was, her through line was that she, she was accusing Bernie of being too uh, forgiving of the firearms industry. Oh, I don't think she would stand in the way of gun control if it came along. Really, I, she's she she's is a, a political entity. As, mm -hmm. Yeah, if 
every issue you have with Washington, it's Hillary. Yeah. She's just been there so long. She's ingrained with everything. You know, I think she's going to win. Yeah, I do. I think she's going to win by a landslide. Trump is doing everything he can to throw this election away and doesn't realize it. Doesn't seem to, anyways. Yeah, I would say it's his lose, but it's not. Um, I personally think he's a jackass, but I think that's his shtick. I mean, that's not. not Yeah, that's the thing. He's gotten so much positive results in his life out of that, and he doesn't, so he doesn't know how to turn it off. He's done it for so long. And I understand that, psychologically, I understand that. If you've punched this button for your entire life and gotten cocaine out of it, why not keep punching it? Why would you ever stop punching it, you know? With no negative ramifications. And, uh, but yeah, he's, uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm saying it, it'll be President Clinton in November. And, and I'm not looking forward to that, but. And I think that's when she sets a historical precedent. Um, when I hear she's the first presidential candidate that's a woman for a major party, it yeah. starts to feel like baseball statistics. I know. On a Tuesday when it's raining, you know. Well, it, it's, uh, Doug Stanhope, when uh, Obama got elected, you know, like that week, he was railing against all these people. Oh, it's a historical blah, blah, blah. It's trivia. It's an answer in trivial pursuit in 10 years. It's It has zero real value. He's just the guy doing the job, you know, and he's just the guy that we elected this time. Like, I, my boss at the time called me the next morning. He was, like, hardcore Rush Limbaugh Republican. Just and by that I mean he would just regurgitate every morning what he heard on Rush yesterday, and uh, and he was like, I just, I just don't know. And I'm like, we've done how many years with with Bush? We did how many years with Clinton? He's not going to destroy the country. He's just going to do a bunch of stuff we may not like. But that's what's cool about the tools we have in place is we can change it. It'll never be perfect. We're it, we're a bunch of humans, yeah, you know. The problem is we never replace the tools we have in place. Oh, yeah, that's not wrong. <laughs> it's a good way of putting it. Well, if uh, you do get this out before the 4th of July, um, Williams... I'm, I'm planning to, because we're going to Colorado that week, so I'm probably the week before going to... Either, either This will either be... I always drop on Tuesday morning, so this will either be this coming Tuesday or the one after well, if it's after the 4th of July, I cut this part out. The uh, Williamson County will be out at the uh, Round Rock Frontier Days. Uh, we always have a booth out there. And okay. when we come back from Colorado, I'm pretty sure we're going to see a new movie called The Secret Life of Pets. Yep, that's totally yeah, that valuable. awesome. I'm waiting for that movie to come out, too. I've got a six- and a seven-year-old daughter. Yeah, so. yeah. And she's got a five-year-old sister who was just bawling that she couldn't be on the podcast. I'm like, baby, you have... You will be so bored. <laughs> okay, Tristan, you had a question. I told him to come up with a list of questions. A question. And, and true summer lazy fashion, he came up with a question. He turns really dumb when he's in summer. <laughs> um, Don't we all? I need to remember my question, so you guys keep talking. <laughs> Well, I asked uh, a couple of people in the party, which should I bring up, mm-hmm. if it didn't come up, and they mentioned candidates, Mark Miller for a uh, railroad commissioner. Okay. I'd really like to see him get that. Um, Less uh, taking people's houses <laughs> to build railroads. To, that was a big well, deal when I was a kid. Was a lot Yeah, but the railroad commissioner has nothing to do with rail. 
Oh, really? Yeah, they did. I don't know. They did a long time ago, but mm-hmm. now they're the uh, it, energy, oil, and gas is what they do. Oh, okay. So it's, a, right. it's a powerful position um, for the Republicans. It seems like a okay. Now I have a powerful position, so I can sit here until I figure out what I want to do next. Yeah. Seniority. It's an office to hold. It's a political office. Um, Mr. Miller's worked in the energy industry for however many decades he's been mm-hmm. alive and doing it, and he actually knows what's going on. That's cool. Um, so yeah, I would like to see. Is he? Uh, what I have, I don't know anything about him. Has he? Is he alternative energy, for lack of a better term, or do you know where he's standing on all? Because, like, is that is a real? I'm gonna. I'm coming from a place of complete ignorance on this subject as far as what that guy's powers are. Is uh. So is that position responsible for me driving out to West Texas and seeing all those uh, stupid windmills? Um, first, you're going to quickly get out of my death list. Um, okay. So it really go to his website to see that, but, mm-hmm. uh, or to see his, you know, read about him. I would assume that anything like that is going to be um, fall under that just because they are energy and uh, right. natural gas oil. Um, and they're good at negotiating people's land rights a yeah, the uh, either well, away I mean, from them or sometimes in their benefit. It, sometimes it, it's out there. There's land that they haven't used in generations, and why not cut across it? Because it's theirs. Um, <laughs> well, I'm saying they might decide. Yeah, why not? You know, the private landowner will be like, yeah, give me money for yeah that. You know that um yeah. If you're ever going to have a and I don't know that they have anything to do with um mm-hmm. domain issues. Right, right. Again, that's where you're you're getting out of my depth on that. Um. You, if you have an organization that's going to be affecting eminent domain issues, I think a libertarian would probably be the best person to have right. in charge of that, just because they're going to fall on the side of the property owner in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, not all the time. People are people, um, mm-hmm. and I have no idea where uh, Mark Miller would fall on this. Okay. Um, he's a nice guy. I've met him a few times, but only in passing at political events, things like that. Um, I have no, I, I get no negative politi- politician vibe off of him or anything like that. He's oh, nice. He seems like a stand up. That's guy. always so, nice. Yeah. <laughs> and rare. Uh, Mary? I remember. You need to get closer. Okay. So, <coughs> why did you um, choose the Libertarian Party? I actually have two questions. That's fine. I'll start with that one. Yeah. Um, I actually listened to the, you said you did done two plot political podcasts, and um, one of them you mentioned that you came from the Republican side. Mm-hmm. Um, I did too, and you're, the sentence that you said almost came straight out of conversations that I've had, that back in the 80s, when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. the uh, bill of goods that the Republicans sold me was, we are smaller government, fiscally conservative, personal rights, and that's what the libertarians are. Right. Um, how I landed in the Libertarians um, was in the 90s, I saw Libertarians. Eh, they are a little kicky. I had no idea because, you know, I'd been brought up Republican, I suppose. Um, and I'd seen a couple of people that today I consider much more reasonable, but back then I considered kooks. Yeah. Um, and that was a lot of edu- education stuff. But I voted Libertarian through the 90s, got completely disgusted with the Republicans. And just stopped voting for a couple of years. When Ron Paul came around in 2008, I uh, I went up to the state convention as a Republican mm-hmm. delegate. 
and Ron Paul was treated in the state of Texas exactly like he was um, nationally in 2012. Mm-hmm. And met a great bunch of people. Uh, Zimmerman, who's in Austin City Council now, um, was, yeah, I can't say what his opinion was, but uh, he seemed to be d- as disgusted as I was, but he was on the change the Republican Party from within mm-hmm. <laughs> crowd that left right. that. And yeah. I was um, from the, until we take enough people away from the Republican Party, they're not going to change, change them from without kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and... I mean, two years later, I ran for uh, office for the Libertarians yeah. um, in Williamson County. But the really the treatment of Ron Paul, he brought a lot of people, and he was from the outside. He wasn't in the, uh, you know, he didn't have seniority uh, locally within the state party. Anybody that was following him was outside the, you know, Republican group of people that runs this, decides who our candidates are, and... Um, I just didn't really like that. The politi- or politicians, we pretend to be in a democracy, and you've had that discussion too. We don't live in a democracy, but we should at least be able to pick our own candidates. Right. If we're going to pretend to be in a democracy, let's not have two groups of people that are picking who we get to vote for. Right. Um, anyway, that's how I ended up in the Libertarian Party. They are who the Republicans said they were in the 80s. Right. Okay. What are your ideals for a president? Um, it's hard. You can't jump. Uh, you know, it took us 40, 50 years to get where we are today, so you can't do that overnight. But um, I would like for our law enforcement agencies, thinking NSA, that's where you know president would come up, you'd have a little bit of sway at that level to... Um, worry a little bit less about how Americans are affecting the government negatively, you know, domestic terrorism, things like that. Um, Stop turning inward so much towards our population, our citizens, and go back to turning outwards to protect our our country from the outside, not watch out for internal issues. Mm -hmm. I know we've always done that. Um, Again, back in the 80s, I assumed we were the land of the free, home of the brave, you know, America. Right. but then if you look at history, we've always done horrible things. We right. just pretend not to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, we have the technology today where they actually can watch everything you're doing. They may not be paying attention right now, but don't worry, they're recording it for later. Yeah. Um, I figure there's a team of NSA guys dedic- you know, assigned to me uh, yeah. and stuff I've put online in my life. <laughs> you're right. You've probably done something to end up on a list. Um, and I ran for office, which I assume puts me on a list somewhere. Right. Um, it's the uh, president I think should serve serve the same function that if when I was running for the Texas State House it's um, stand up for the property rights or stand up for property rights stand up for the rights of all of the individuals in the country mm-hmm. that doesn't mean special rights for anybody that just means treat everybody equally right um Actual equality. Actual equality. And make sure that the government or anything that you have control over isn't uh, infringing on anybody's rights. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's plenty of stuff that he can't do, but where he can, he should. Um, Internationally, America first. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't like tariffs. That's just a tax on us that's going to the government from whoever's manufacturing outside. you know, anytime the government's getting money from anywhere, it usually comes out of our pockets right. eventually at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
war in the Middle East, uh, we broke it, so it's hard to walk away. Right. Um, but yeah, we're going to do the same thing we've been doing, which is we broke it, so now we're going to give guns to who we're going to be fighting next week, and we're going to break it again. And, you know, it, it's just a big <coughs> cycle over there. Can you walk away from it? Uh, not in a day. Could you, he walk over here four years? Maybe. I mean, but I really, I'm not a foreign policy expert, so it's hard for me to say exactly what we should be doing and shouldn't be doing over there. But if we don't have national security um, and energy isn't, you know, I believe briefly we were um, producing as much oil as we were using. For mm-hmm. a very small, you know, yeah, that's in, when the prices got really good, right? right. That, or well, really it's right, high, right, be, right, or right before they got really good, because then uh, was it Saudi Arabia? I guess is really the shot caller when it comes. We try to pretend they're not, but uh, as far as global oil prices, they seem to set the standard. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, then they're like, wait a second, no, <laughs> buy our oil, and yeah. then we got Walmart prices on. Oil, which, which is great for everybody except the oil industry. Wait, well, what is it? The refineries do good, but the drillers don't. Because I remember, what was that? A year and a half ago, or whatever, when that kind of fell, that fell through, the the bottom fell out. Was uh, like I was on these oil driller groups on Facebook, and uh, like all of a sudden, in like a week, guys were pulling sixty, seventy, one hundred and twenty drills out of the ground and stacking them in the yard and going home yeah and uh and yeah it's in one of the things i was thinking one of like the stuff going on and this is completely from an idealist dude sitting in an office all day long point of view a guy that doesn't know a ton about it but yeah in my imagine it's kind of like the best way to end the drug wars to legalize drugs, right? It's that kind of thinking where the best way to end the war or progress towards ending the war in the Middle East or the wars in the Middle East would be to... That's... And it's not a perfect answer, but that's the best argument for alternative ener- alternative energy as part of our so our endeavor towards being self-sufficient energy-wise. And I don't think solar or wind are the answers by themselves. I Individually, I hate both of those. But as part of a, you know, spe- uh, picture for energy solution, you know, have some fossil fuels, have some nuclear, have some that, have, you know, some wind, some solar... Because I think any one by themselves, if we were to depend on one type, some there's something bad that would go like because what is it? Solar panel. There's some element in solar panels. It's like we're just ruining parts of South America mining for them. I can't remember what the ore is off the top of my head. Well, you also need to cover enough square footage to get the electricity that which does have environmental impact. Yeah. Um, is this where we bring up global warming? We can. Actually, yeah. Let me finish answering your question. Mm-hmm. If I if I could do one thing as president, if um, heck, I don't care what president does it, if they could um, end civil asset forfeiture, um, I understand that you don't want drug dealers or terrorists to use illicit money to defend themselves, but the second they got out of bounds and out of that use, um, right now, 
and it's becoming a problem in the United States. If you get pulled over and you have a, a wad of cash on you, the cops can take it. Mm-hmm. And then you have, That's, with, with yeah. no conviction, no nothing, it's they, if you have a bunch of money, it's assumed you're a drug dealer. That's drug money. Not that you're a bad person, but that's right. drug money. And the cops get to take it and use it. I saw a thing on John Oliver about that yesterday. Yeah, it's crazy. My guy that offices next to me, and I usually I'm a little bit skeptical of things he brings me. He's uh, chemtrail and the, like that's, uh, I think flat earth is where he draws the line. But uh, uh, but he, uh, but me and him have fun conversations about it all the time. But, so when he first brought it, I was like, yeah. But then when I watched it, I was like, holy crap. Yeah, if anybody listen, watch the John Oliver. Thing. I couldn't believe that. I had, I didn't know about that. Yeah, I didn't. I had heard that term before, but didn't know what exactly it meant. Right. So, like, a cop could pull you over, and like, if you had a, a lot of money, you can just take it. You can go off, but then he put that money in his own pocket. Um, the police department gets to use it. Mm-hmm. So basically, or it was originally so. Uh, drug dealers, and actually his drug dealer just wasn't a terrorist thing, but you don't want a drug dealer that's made millions of dollars to be able to go spend millions of dollars on his lawyer. So they would try to tie up that money. And it's evolved into the point of um, you know, it, it has evolved for a while, then it was okay, now you're doing any felony or you're doing any bad crime that we don't like, we're going to tie up your money so you can't use that money, illicit money to defend yourself. But it's gotten to the point where we don't even have to convict you or anything, you don't even have to charge you with anything. If you've got a bunch of money, we can say we think this is attached to a drug transaction, therefore we are seizing this money and you can take us to court to get it back. There's a group called uh, Institute for Justice, it's a bunch of pro bono lawyers that right now is focusing on this. Good. Um, I was talking about that as a solution. I was thinking, some people need to get together and fight this or it'll never see the light of day. Yeah. Um, look up the Institute for Justice. They've We've had one of their guys, local guys, talk to our uh, county before at one of our meetings. And uh, really interesting. I had no idea it was as bad as a problem as it is. But um, my, I saw a, an article within the last two weeks where they've now got card readers where they can check any debit cards or credit cards that you have on you mm-hmm. to see if there's balance. Yeah. And I guess that's... So if instead of carrying lots of money, you just have a bunch of you know, prepaid Visa cards in your car, um, they can seize the money off of those, um, which is crazy. But just like everything else in this country, it's a law enforcement tool that's going to be used outside of its explicit purpose. Um, you know, the... USA Patriot Act, okay, here's all the rules we're going to use to catch terrorists. And the politicians are up there saying this is only going to be used for terrorists, but if you look at the law enforcement and everybody anywhere, they never said they weren't going to use this, and of course it wasn't limited to terrorists. And if they felt like they needed to, they'd just say, well, yeah, but you're being mean to your neighbor, that's a terroristic threat. Mm -hmm. Now we can apply all these terrorist laws to you. Um, As a president, it would be nice to say if you have this new tool and you're using it outside the bounds of what us politicians sold it to the public as, it's gone. Yeah. Either you ratchet it back into where we said it was going to be or just get it off the books. Because And war on terror, I mean, uh, war on drugs. Yeah. Yes, if we legalized everything, you would have a whole new set of problems. But that would be self-imposed problems. You ruined your life with drugs. These yeah. days, we are ruining your life to stop you from ruining your life. Yeah. And that's us doing it to you instead yeah. of you doing it to yourself, which is always 
Yeah. Well, and if, you know, I mean, alcohol and, well, specifically alcohol, it's a bigger problem than any illicit drugs right now. And, but it's regulated, it's taxed, it's da-da-da-da. It's, there's a, you're not getting rid of alcohol, you know, and we tried it. Look what happened. Well, you're not getting rid of drugs either. You're yeah, exactly. Drugs. Exactly. And so, you know, when we made alcohol illegal, we invented Al Capone. And now we've invented Pablo Escobar and all these other guys. And, but it's like, you know, I see it like this guy next door with the hydroponics. Like a lot of people in Texas are getting ready thinking Texas is going to legalize like Colorado did. And I wish they would, but it ain't happening because Texas law enforcement uh, agencies make too much money off the drug war, you know, and it's hopefully it will and it will eventually, but it's just not in the near future. Like I wouldn't invest in a Texas based (laughs) marijuana specific company. I would like, you know, Gary Johnson had that company. He was the CEO of uh, right before he announced his run this time I think that's when he stepped down yeah um and that sounds like a hell of a brand that's a good idea what it's called the brand is called Hi H-I and I can't it's Cannabis Sativa Incorporated or something like that right. and it's yeah it's, they want to be the Coca-Cola of marijuana once it legalization goes more wide than it, and that's smart and maybe one day Coca-Cola can have cocaine in it again yeah exactly <laughs> Maybe provided to them on the industrial level by Pfizer, you know, because that's what it would be. Pfizer would make cocaine and, you know, and uh, farmers would do some GMO version of marijuana. (laughs) And, hey, we could have the hemp industry back, which was Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. It's funny. Like, hemp makes its little ways into our society, like, uh, like the hemp oils and things like that. It's like just stop pretending and just let's legalize it. it's so dumb it, the whole thing's dumb and it's like and I'm a I'm a an adult tax paying consenting individual in a country where I'm supposed to be free to make my own decisions about my own life but I can't smoke a plant without ruining my life legally I can't you know just t- in, take things into my own body that affect only me and yeah, what's the thing? Everybody's uh, well, they'll rob, you know, because heroin addicts rob their parents. I'm like, I think that's already a law oh. by itself. Right. I, I've heard that argument, and the response that I always like on that one is, um, people aren't robbing liquor stores for, or I guess liquor stores be it, but um, there's not a bunch of crime around a six pack of beer. Yeah. That's the same argument you're making is they want that next hit. Well, that, the alcoholic wants that next six-pack of beer, and you know what? He can go get it at a reasonable price. Yeah. He doesn't have to destroy his life to do it. Yeah. I'd like to see how crime rate has changed in Colorado. Um, I don't know. It'll probably be another half decade before we see numbers out of Colorado that are really, you can trust them, you know, because everybody's trying to just grab numbers right now. And it's just they're throwing them on the internet, and it's just kind of like some people will say this, and then it's like, uh, what are they? Um, you know, they say they're making way more money off of uh, marijuana taxes than they are off of alcohol taxes right now. 
but they're if you compare that to what they would have made in uh, uh, drug enforcement monies, it really doesn't match up, according to some people. But like I say, in five years or so, that may we that's really when we need to put it to the litmus test and. And it's going to be in our favor. You know, it's going to be in favor of legalization nationwide. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun argument to say financially it would be better if we legalized it. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, financially aside, yeah. you know, if people are going to destroy their own lives, let them destroy their own lives. Let's not do it for them. That is the more important part, the, indiv- the individual right of a... <laughs> Tristan's having a hard time with the headphone ampl- amplifier. <laughs> Um, like, okay, I was going to say something. Quit touching your no. mic stand or I'm going to punch you in the face. I was going to <laughs> say something. What were you going to say? Okay, so the heroin thing that you guys were talking about, if they legalize that stuff, then the heroin addict wouldn't have, because heroin, I'm guessing, is pretty expensive, and so they don't have the money to go buy it for themselves. That's why they have to steal it the money from their parents and stuff so if they legalize it maybe then it will be cheaper because it's easier to like get well, through the system they'd have to, at least just in the case history that we've seen they would probably have to get a prescription for it and you'd have all at least in california you'd have all these fake doctors jump that <laughs> it wouldn't be okay everybody not do what you want Mm-hmm. Our government just doesn't work like that. Yeah, the It'd purge be, be great if they yeah. did, but yeah. they don't. Um, and there, there would be lots of issues with legalizing. Um, yeah, because we have a lot of treaties uh, with foreign countries that are dependent on that, right? There's another thing I would like to see out of a president is go through and check every treaty against our Constitution and just yeah, start throwing right. them out. And I understand treaties are supposed to... And I've always been a little fuzzy on exactly where the line is between... Constitution takes president precedent, and the treaties take precedent. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see him go through and say, you know what? It's not against our the rights of our citizens. This treaty is just steps all over it. So let's mm-hmm. just let's step out. Um, there are political reasons that we can't walk away from the war of drugs. International political reasons. Um, I really don't care about those. Right. And if I was president, I'd say, sorry, folks, we're out. Yeah. Um, and I'm saying a lot of those countries nowadays would agree, you know, because it was a the war on drugs was a bill of goods being sold by not just our politicians. A lot of European politicians had the same thing. They won. They walked in, you know, into office easily because they were pro war on drugs. Because what was it? in the 80s? Every move, every action movie, the bad guy was a drug dealer, you know? Yeah. Because the easy go-to and 90s, all the 90s die-hard rip-offs, the bad guys were cartel guys. And well, we'd kind of <laughs> worn out the, the, the Nazis being the bad guys. It was a little passe. <laughs> Needed a know. new one. Um, but another thing that you would get out of either legalization or decriminalization, which is more likely, right? Um, which basically would just mean that we're not going to throw you in jail for doing drugs. Um, we'll throw you in jail for stealing drugs. Well, you should always be, you know, I'd say thrown in jail for stealing, but you shouldn't steal regardless of what the reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, you hear about, um, how, what was it called? Uh, bath salts and all these crazy, horrible drugs. Um, teenagers are stupid. 
Yeah. I was a teenager at one time, and I was stupid. Mm-hmm. One day you two are going to be stupid. Mm-hmm. You won't think you are at the time, but you will be. Tristan's already there. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, and I was there, and I've got kids, and I've got a 20-year-old, and yeah. Um, she was pretty good. Yeah. yeah, it comes and goes. But I was stupid. Um, yeah. Smoking banana peel will get you high. Hey, let's try it. <laughs> Smoking bath salts. Hey, let's try it. You know, if if drugs were legal, then we'd be trying to figure out a way to get it from the local gas station or get some guy to buy us some, you know, beer. Yeah. Do it like that, and we'd try to finagle our way into doing it. We wouldn't be coming up with some toxic substance like bath salts, which is just barely one molecule away from being illegal. Um, you could actually have and don't do drugs. Um, you could actually have drugs that are what they purport to be. Um, they're not spiked with anything. You could have quality controls. Yeah. Um, if, if it's a consumer good, it falls into a whole different set of rules. And those specific drug problems would go away. Again, we'd have plenty of drug problems, just not those. Yeah. Um, I'm never doing bath salts because that one guy who went crazy and ate that guy's face. Yes. Wait, that happened? I remember you wouldn't sleep for like three nights straight when you heard that story. He was, Tristan, I don't know, I don't know if it's a generational thing, but Tristan's big, scary... uh, It's always been zombies since he was little, little. And like, when I was a little kid, I didn't care about zombies. Like, I remember, I guess it's like a fashion thing almost. Like, vampires were in fashion, so I was kind of scared of vampires when I was a kid. Nothing wrong with zombie movies, man. They're great, but that's fine. My mommy told me that vampires are just stories that me and mommies tell little kids (laughs) about when they won't listen. I think she's right. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. That's good for your mother. You know, she's not that bright. I'd say that because I know she listens to this podcast. Well, my wife likes to say um, when she throws something out to the kids, the kids don't like it, and their friends get to do whatever they want, is that I'm setting this rule because I love you more than they love their kids. You're right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. So, yeah. Since, since your wife listens to this, there she can use that one later. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see what else. Okay, so I really, I guess let's talk about Gary Johnson a little bit. Um, I vote. I was. I kind of fell in love with him last time he ran, and uh, <coughs> well, and I guess let me back up because I started down this road and I got myself lost as I tend to do. So the other time I didn't vote again, we vote for the Libertarian was I think it would have been 08. <clears throat> and it was I want to I think that's right. It's one of the times I was not in love with the candidate. They were closed borders. Right. And I'm and I just like how is that fit with the Liber- but some libertarians are. That's one of the crazy things about the Libertarian Party is you'll get some guy like, I love going on the Facebook pages, and you'll see a guy like, I'm, I'm guns and this and that, but no queers, you know? And it's like, uh, what? <laughs> and, but you, and you'll just, and you'll get some that are the extreme the other way, you know? And it'll, they'll be like, but they can call themselves a 100% true liberty. It's kind of like what 
uh, we talked about on Facebook where uh, you said you know your version of libertarianism, and that's where I'm at. Like, I know my version, but every single person has a different version of it. And, I mean, it's the same way with Republicans and Democrats, too. But uh, it's... uh, Did you see the... uh, What's Samantha Bee's show? Full Frontal? It's on Comedy Central. Uh, She's pretty good. Uh, But, you know, she's a former Daily Show uh, correspondent type, and she interviewed Gary Johnson last week, I think, and it's pretty good. Right. I've seen one clip of hers on the Internet, and... It was probably that one, and Gary Johnson is why I watched it. Um, yeah, yeah, So I don't really have an opinion on Samantha B. Well, I just, uh, that clip was really good, and uh, and um, the but I like because I've seen him a trouble a problem he had four years ago was building message, and that's a problem a lot of third party candidates have had is focus, and his through line that they came up with of. Uh, Socially liberal, fiscally conservative, conservative, whatever. Uh, that's good. That's a real. If they keep punching that, and they seem to be really owning that right now, that's that's good. They're gonna do. They're already make, making some headway with it, and I think that's gonna. If they keep that brand, keep building on it, and keep living it, it's that's gonna be a very positive plan. Yeah, uh, that that one's always been out there. It's hard to play that drum, and it is, it's a great message. It just doesn't there. make itself into mainstream media enough. That, it doesn't. That's seem. where the issue is. It's yeah. not, we're getting a lot of mainstream issue or media this mm-hmm. time around, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, if we can make it to the presidential campaigns, which means we're in national po- polls, yeah. which is the big problem because it's hard to show 10 or 15 percent support if you're not in the poll yeah um and we may have may have a an opportunity this time because we're getting so much attention mm-hmm. we may show up in those polls um if we can make it up on the stage uh for the presidential candidate or campaign or the debates mm-hmm. um that'll be huge yeah i don't think that the um democrats and republicans will let us if there's any way they can possibly stop that Fifteen um, percent supports a really high bar, right? Um, and then we're not in the polls. But those presidential debates are controlled by the Democrats and the Republicans. It's a bipartisan organization, right? <laughs> bipartisan meaning <laughs> Republicans and Democrats. Yeah, they, you know, they literally own that organization. Um, but yeah, that's libertarians have always had that message: fiscally conservative, socially yeah. liberal, um, which is great. Uh, and it's getting it out there. Everybody you talk to, um, are everybody you talk to agrees with you eighty percent of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I I have trouble getting other libertarians to agree with me eighty percent of the time, which is funny. <laughs> uh, we're all over the place, um, which is why people can agree with us so much because we really are all over the place. Um, you know, we pull as many people from the um, the Democrats to so the Republicans. Um, I, I really like anarchists. But mm-hmm. anarchists, to me, in the 80s, you know, those were a fallback bad guy after the, the drug dealers. Right. You know, yeah, anarchists yeah, yeah. were Molly Top cocktails throwing, you know, burn the place down, and they're yeah. not. The, uh, they're hippies. Mm-hmm. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean mm-hmm. that in a good, you know, keep Austin weird sort of hippies that just want to be left alone, live their mm-hmm. own life as they would like to. 
I like hippies, so when I use that term, it's never derogatory. Yeah. yeah. Um, but everybody's not going to play that game. Right. You know, anarchy's great, except anarchy means that when you have a trouble with your neighbor, you walk over to your neighbor and you deal with it yourself. Mm-hmm. It means two adults. Yeah, you don't call the cops to deal with it. Um, but yeah, getting the message out. Uh, Gary Johnson, I like Gary Johnson. Do I agree with him one hundred percent? No, I don't agree with anybody one hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. Um, but usually on the issues where I don't, it's because something. It's something like, well, what do you do in the Middle East? I'm not an expert in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. I have my opinion, but it's just my opinion. Right. Um, there's, and usually it's issues that are kind of like that where he gets a little bit wobbly and. You know, some of my friends start saying, you're a statist. Um, mm-hmm. right. we, we all have our own special statist areas in our life, um, except for some of the anarchists that I know, which don't, and they're fun guys to hang out with. <laughs> I don't mean they're doing drugs or anything. I mean, they're just great people. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, definitely worthy. It's a valuable conversation to have had in your life it would, is to hang out with guys like that and see what they got to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, Why? You okay? What? Why did we make like alcohol illegal way back women. a long time ago? It's women. just yeah. women. You hear that, Marion? It's female's fault. <laughs> she gave me her mad face. Give me five. Well, you know I'm kidding. Of course, <laughs> of course. Usually, when women come in and say we're going to make it, those it's because we kind of screwed the pooch. Yeah, the guys, the guys went out and just made oh. such asses of ourselves <laughs> that they finally threw in the towel and said, forget it. I remember now. What? Like, because crazy guys, when they got drunk, they would, like, beat their wives. Wasn't well, that that's, it? okay, that's, uh, that's a contributing factor. And so um, the women but were it's, like, no. Well, okay, you got to remember, yeah. we, there's a, the United States of America came from England. They came from monarchy rule, blah, blah, blah. And there's, for whatever reason, that sentiment will always exist in the American mindset to some degree. And as, you know, the founding fathers gave us a really good start, but you're always going to have that as part of the negotiation between all Americans. You mean wife beating? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> Sadly. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Uh, that's, we could have a whole other <laughs> podcast about the, well, the current state of feminism, right? Because it's like, uh, we're supposed to treat them as equal, and we should, in my opinion, but to me, part of them being equal would be us not automatically assuming that they're the victims in every situation. Because, like, the Johnny Depp thing, you know, it's like, uh, he's evil. Like, I'm not saying he may be, but I don't know. I wasn't in the room. <laughs> but, every, like, the Internet just, uh, the Internet's such a crazy place to live. <laughs> and we all live in it. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, you don't. I don't. You live on YouTube. Well, that's what I was saying. We all have our own special status areas where, mm-hmm. yeah, the government should do something. I always have to catch myself, and I don't. It, it's hard to answer questions occasionally because um, you'll have uh, somebody come out and say, "Well, what should happen if you do this?" And I grew up in America. My first response is, "Well, the police should do something about it." Or, uh, yeah. and well, yeah, if nobody's getting hurt or harmed, though, it doesn't matter if it irritates me. Yeah. I didn't ask if it irritated me. Um, you know, if 
nobody could do anything that irritated me, I'd be the monarch. Right. And I don't want to, yeah. That's, if they're, when in doubt, don't get the government involved. Yeah. Um, if nobody's being hurt, it's none of the government's business. Right. Um, and even myself, it's, well, the government should get in to do something about it. It's like, well, does the government have standing to get in to do something about it? I know they should. Uh, they should. See, I even phrased things I know. that way. Yeah, yeah. I know it would be nice if someone did something about that. Mm-hmm. But if I have no say or no standing and nobody's being hurt, um, we should probably just leave well enough alone and not get involved with it. No. Um, you know, if civil rights issues come up, and I've got my own, you know, view on civil rights issues. The government should treat everybody equally. Yeah. The government um, it should be know, colorblind. Well, and not even just color, but and every, I, I mean civil that, rights yeah. and every uh, say Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. The government has no right to tell me I don't have a gun. Right. It doesn't mean I can bring a gun into your house. That's your house. Exactly. Um, you don't have to extend to me my constitutional rights. Because you're not the government. Yeah. Um, whether Target wants bathrooms that anyone can use or whatever Target's bathroom policy is, mm-hmm. they're a private organization. It, it's not a civil rights issue. It's Target's bathroom issue. Yeah. Um, and that's Target's business. And if you don't like it, don't shop at Target. That's the way these things really should be handled is private businesses run their businesses as they please. You should be able to say, and everybody's going to get their back up on this one, um, I refuse to serve anyone I please to refuse to serve. And if you're a racist a-hole about it, then I should be able to stand out front with a picket sign and say, this guy's a racist a-hole, don't do business here. Yeah, That's the proper response, mm-hmm. not getting courts and everything else involved. Um, right. you, know, you shouldn't have to bake a cake that you don't want to have to bake. Right. Um, though I did love the, uh, was it the Wednesday Adams picture? It's... Uh, I don't know if it was a Winona writer or who, but the old black and white Adams family, and it says, here's the cake my lawyer made you bake for, or made me bake for you. Go ahead, eat it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. And I've heard uh, mentioned that Gary Johnson may have come down on the make him bake the cake side of that argument, and I haven't seen the actual quote. It kind of surprised me. Um, If he actually came down on that, I don't know if that's actual policy or... um, or if it was just speaking as an individual. But even that, that's yeah. weird. Or it could be one of those things where you popped up with your own status. You know, this is my thing. Um, and I hop out with status uh, comments all the time, and I think, well, if I'm actually setting the rules, I need to stop and say, is this my own personal issue, or is this actually business? Um I warned you I'd do have dead air for a while. Luckily, we're not live. Um, uh, we're <laughs> actually we're me and Tristan. This podcast originally was just me and Tristan in truck in a truck on the way to and from uh, public land hunts that we were doing, and so much dead air. And I I don't cut it out generally unless it's really long. Uh, but we're doing a lot better now than we normally do on this podcast. Yeah. But it's, that's one of, so, like, yeah, like, I have a lot of people that are, why don't you edit your podcast more? And I'm like, eh, I don't like listening to podcasts that are overly edited. Like, uh, Radiolab, there's a lot of cool stuff in Radiolab, but it's so heavily edited, I always wonder what they're leaving out. 
you know, and that, so it's like I almost can't glean anything from it because I'm sitting there just wondering, like, uh, what are they skewing the way they want to skew it? And so I don't, I just, for the most part, I just let this thing <laughs> go up there and fall asleep on a drink coaster. I woke her up very early this morning. We all woke She's up. She's used to, the, yeah, they're used to their summer schedule already. Yeah, luckily, mine got sleep this morning. Um, Tristan, you did better. So, uh, so um, you wanted to, was there more, were there more candidates you wanted to talk about? I was thinking we have, there's two more in our district. Um, I, I'm assuming that people outside of Leander, Williamson County. And I'll put this. links to their stuff or whatever on the show notes on wildernesslaw.us. There's a Texas House candidate for 52 and I believe that's Austin part of uh, Williamson. And we don't actually have a Texas House candidate for 136, um, which is the one that I ran for a few years mm -hmm. ago. Um, and it's Netzer, K-N-E-T-Z-E-R, I believe. Okay. And I'm not sure if he has a website up. Um, if you go to the lptexas.org website, you can see every candidate in the state. Um, the state would love to have you come on, join, um, volunteer, give money you know political party always likes money right no one seems to like to go out and stick your hand out and ask um which was my problem when i ran for office i'm not going to win right um hopefully this year will be different but back when i was running it was the republican who won the primary was going to be the guy so i had trouble putting my hand out and saying give me money i'm not going to win um right um it, that, that's the thing a lot of what because what you're trying to do is it's almost like a generational build at this point i we're a lot further than we were when i was first old enough to vote but we're still not there and it's hard to sell that to some people and i don't know maybe we're just crazy people i that, don't know that's but. what's great about the republican democrat party this yeah. year is yeah. that a lot oh, of people that would yeah. never even look at us or give us a chance because we're just as libertarian kooks will actually look at a couple of us mm -hmm. and we are entirely more reasonable than you think we are yeah is this no uh, okay so he's gonna be on at the top is mark miller <laughs> oh okay this right here yeah nice Daddy. we're um, we're looking at uh lptexas.org slash candidates yeah okay and then who, the, uh, today I friend requested, and you accept that Lauren. Yeah, the uh, state, or the county chair of Travis County. Mm -hmm. yeah. Does he post in the Williamson County? Uh, we do. We cross over sometimes and okay. post in each other's face. Which makes sense, because Williamson County has become just a big suburb of Travis County, it seems uh, like. Yeah. <laughs> well, I should take offense at that, but uh, well, part of Austin is in Williamson County. So there's a lot of, right. you know, when you think Austin, you think Travis County, which Austin takes a lot of Travis County. Yeah. Um, but Austin does come over into Williamson, and we, mm -hmm. we're friendly. That's, yeah, that's good. That's, you get the more the kooky part of libertarians in Austin, and you get the more straight-laced libertarians, just in general, I guess, very broad generalization. It's a different group. We get yeah. the uh, more of the personal liberties you know, the left side mm -hmm. out of Austin, the right side out of, you know, yeah. country Williamson County, yeah, yeah. You know, conservative, et cetera. Um, There's a lot of blonde yoga pants wearing moms at H-E-B. 
nothing wrong with that. No, nothing wrong with that. That's just that's definitely what you see when you go to the grocery store in Williamson County, and uh, the and then of course Williamson County has at a county government level, you know, there's that judge that uh, tried to throw that kid in jail for his the eighteen year old kid for the rest of his life for pot brownies. That's yeah, like, I, dude, I, I was involved uh, during that, and. That needed to be brought to the public attention. Um, he was getting a raw deal on it. I don't know if he would have gotten a raw deal or if they were just trying to turn the screws to him. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't a kid jokingly making pot brownies for high school, like you probably are thinking in the back of your head. Oh, he made right. some pot brownies high school, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. He, he was on his way into begin, becoming a bad guy. Okay. I don't think he was there yet. But... Right. Um, but the prosecutor was trying to rake him over the rails yeah. in an unjustified way. Right. Problem is, you look, and that's how you build bad guys. That too. is how you build bad guys. That's also how you set a precedent for treating the good guys that way. Mm-hmm. So um, doesn't matter if he obviously he wasn't 100 percent innocent, but he absolutely did not deserve to be treated the way he was treated. Right. Um, but then Williamson County was also the guy who was he on death row or just spent there a spent a really long time in jail for murder when they were suppressing evidence and yeah, um, it was the prosecutor basically for political means threw yeah. this guy in jail for lots of years destroyed his life and uh, then that sounds familiar yeah and I don't remember the names on it but um, maybe somebody can comment on the uh, I was like, wondering if when I first saw the pop brownie thing i was the like my libertarian alarm in the back of my head goes off a lot as i get older i have a li- i hear my republican alarm sometimes too but yeah. uh but the uh that's what i used to always say when when i was like in my early 20s uh people why are you voting libertarian and it's why are you throwing away your vote and voting libertarian and when i was younger i'd say because i'm young and i can afford to be idealistic i'll get jaded when i'm older and nowadays, the answer is you live in Texas and you're voting Democrat to a lot of my friends in Travis County. It's like you're throwing your vote away just as much as I am. You know, voting, you think Hillary has a chance in Texas? You're crazy. She'll win the general election, but she's not going to win in Texas. Right. They will vote a raw potato, which is kind of what they're voting for in the Republican Party. If it's D shaped mm-hmm. or if it's R shaped. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> The, um, I always get irritated with the you're throwing your vote away. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's my vote to do with what I would please. I'm supporting the person I want to support. And if you really want to get down to it, voter fraud is way more prevalent than than we like it, to admit. Than we'd like to admit. Yeah. You know, land of the free, home of the brave, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, Williamson County, and I don't know that any shenanigans are going on, but you used to have to vote in your precinct to where your precinct's supposed to vote, you'd have to go to that location and vote. Mm-hmm. Two or four years ago, they changed it so that now there's five at-large voting areas, and you can vote at any of them. So I kind of, you know, I will assume for the moment that everything on that was above board, and they're actually just trying to make it easier for people to vote. But at the end of the day, if I'm thinking conspiracy theory-wise, when you're counting votes, now you have the ability to grab Republican votes from the Republican district if you need Republican votes at the end of the day instead of having to vote at grab votes from whatever 
precinct, you haven't voted yet. Right. So it just lowers the bar to cheating if you want to. Um, I said I worked at a blockchain startup, and there's some really interesting voting applications that are coming out that um, increase the transparency so much that would be hard to cheat and lie. Um, Right. Not working on one directly. Um, You know, kind of tinker with in spare time sort of project for me, but I don't have much spare time these days. That's why I'm not running for office. (laughs) Okay. So. You came up with something? Yeah. We'll see. It's not really a question. (laughs) That's Um, what's your, well, it is a question. What's your opinion on the electoral college? Good. That's pretty good for you. The... I'm kind of indifferent to Electoral College. Um, I go back and forth on it. Um, I, I see the arguments on both sides of it, and I'm not actually sure if it's been... I don't think it's been around since day one, has it? I want to say a version of it came with the original Constitution. I may be lying. Right. Yeah. And again, there's my ignorance. That's probably why I'm indifferent to it. There's so many rabbit holes in politics that you can go out and down and become a, uh, an expert on and get offended about. Um, I don't necessarily have a problem saying, let's get all the votes in Texas and have our electors go make the actual vote. Um, I don't have a problem with a representative republic. I think a democracy is a horrible idea um, because you can have somebody like Donald Trump up front mm-hmm. swaying people, whatever. You, know. you mean like a two-party democracy or just democracy in general? Mob rule democracy. Democracy okay. at the very basic level. That's what you get with the Electoral College. Yeah. So I don't like it. <laughs> Grandfathers okay. become wizards. Yeah. What was that? Okay. Let's see. I have no problem with a representative republic. And mm-hmm. that really, that does, it's just another step of being representatives. Now, the Republicans and Democrats and everybody completely bastardizing the whole system that is there. They control the electors. They can. Um, you hear stories about what the Republicans did two years ago in Florida, um, stopping electors from showing up, et cetera, uh, clearing slates, way too many shenanigans. Right. If you keep it nice and clean, I have no trouble with um, the voters in Texas selecting who the electors are going to be voting for. I actually have no problem with every state figuring out how they want to do that. If half the people voted for one side, do they get half of the electors? Um, I think one nice thing about, um, theoretically, this country is you have 50 different states that get to choose how they do do all of their laws and how they do 50 different things. Um, you know, whether however they want to separate their electors, I kind of like that. Um, you know, we've got 50 separate labs for figuring out how we want to do things, and we can copy what works best. Um, in a perfect world, I have no problem with the Electoral College. Right. Um, but it's a big thing. In a perfect world, I have no problem with a monarchy, right? Yeah, in a perfect world, none of this stuff makes any difference. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, it's a big political problem where the Republicans and the Democrats control who the electors are. Though... There are libertarian electors 
but we have to win a state or get enough representatives in a state where it's a uh, it's split up to actually have electors. Right. Uh, but like on the um, election with Abraham Lincoln and the other guy, I forgot his name. More votes from the people were for the other guy, but then the electoral college chose Abraham Lincoln. So that doesn't. Was it more popular vote or was it? That's the thing. So like what two thousand? Bush you know, yeah, like Gore won the popular vote by a landslide, relative land, landslide. That's Democrats like saying landslide. But Bush sort of won the Electoral College. There's still some question about that, but uh, the Supreme Court decided he did. Right. And just like the Supreme Court decided LBJ won that Senate seat in the late 50s, when Alice, the Alice, Texas thing we talked about on, because that went to court. Like, that's, you know, a lot of, it sounds like a conspiracy theory, the whole Alice, Texas, LBJ getting 100 dead people, to, 300 dead people to vote for him or whatever. Oh, come on, dead people don't vote. I know, right? Uh, that's, uh, that's, that's really, it's like, if I was to run for office, like, why waste my time talking to live people? <laughs> Just got to get enough dead ones. There's okay. tons of them. Yeah, it's, uh, was it Ted Kennedy? It was like every time Ted Kennedy won, there was some insane amount of dead people <laughs> reelecting him. That's, there was a, I forget her name. I shouldn't. I've met her a number of times. Um, ran for city council in Austin. And there were some hankiness with the votes. Yeah. And uh, she went to court over it. And I believe she lost. She may still be appealing. But um, if you think that um, election fraud doesn't happen, yeah. you're wrong. But um, even look... Look at your local elections. Listen around. Talk to the losers. You might might be thinking sore losers, but when they can pull out ten things that say this points at cheating, oh. um, it's happened locally. It's happened at state level. It's happened in pretty much every election you've ever voted in. Something weird's going on. Yeah. It usually isn't enough to make a difference, so really it doesn't matter. Um, but the Gore-Bush uh, issue comes up with, in a perfect world, the electoral college would work great. But the nice thing about saying um, electors, um, or you can win the electoral college but lose the popular vote, well, you get New York, Texas, California together, Florida. If they wanted to set who the or who the president was every single time, they could. If you're just going by popular vote, um, it's similar to think the House of Representatives and the Senate. All of the states have equal standing in the Senate, but the House is set by population. But it lets um, the popular vote issue stops big cities or big uh, states from running roughshod over smaller groups of people. Um, so, in general, I have no problem with the Electoral College um, electing somebody when the popular vote didn't. Again, perfect world issues. Um, if everything was straightforward, I don't want the five biggest states in the country deciding everything about this country. Mm -hmm. um, and hey, I live in one of those big states. But um, so electoral college, I have no problem with it in theory. Um, in practice, it's a big political mess. But yeah, yeah it's one of it's like uh, on Joe Rogan's big push right now, and we'll and it's. I guess the first time I've heard it in a national forum 
uh, he'll he'll talk about it is uh, just go 100% 100% democracy where you just vote on the internet and everybody votes on the internet and it's a 100% popular vote for every single thing and even like issues you know individual like and we would see ourselves in the thousands of constitutional amendments by the end of a decade I'm betting if that happened but it's one of it's like it's so easy to mess with that system you know and the electoral college is very open to that too the way the way we put it into practice I guess it, and of course a lot of the people that put a lot of money into it that's how they want it they want to have that influence over it by themselves you know and if you're the Koch brothers why wouldn't you want that right because um, of course I think I'm right <laughs> yeah and and uh, so yeah it's uh, that's the thing it's like I'm a hundred almost a hundred percent like epsilon less than a hundred percent about uh, against monarchy or dictatorship unless I'm the dictator. <laughs> yeah, I've always said I, I kind of like a benevolent monarchy. Yeah. Just so basically the guy doesn't care, period. Mm -hmm. But when some huge issue comes up, you can go to one guy, get a yeah. decision, and move on. Yeah, um, it's more efficient. And, yeah. and it would be great if that guy was me. Yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, so are you? do you have plans on running for office in the future? Um, in the future, I may, may not. Yeah. Um, sure. Um, it would be nice if I was independently wealthy. Um, I don't have to be super rich, just enough to not work. Right. Um, somehow, all of the current politicians in Texas have passive income, mm -hmm. or they have enough of a job to take four to however long months off from their jobs. Yeah. Uh, well, because they, they, and for a job that pays 6000 a year or whatever it is yes. at the state level. Yeah, Texas House, I think Senate's the same, is uh, $7,000 a year and then $150 per diem when you're in office. Oh, which, nice. You know, yeah. Well, which is $35,000 a year. Right. But it also says you can't do anything else for four months-ish. It yeah. doesn't say you can't. It's just that that's a 12-hour-a-day job. It's not something that you can kind of float through. Right. right, right. Um, so it kind of messes up other employment. Um, yeah, especially when what Rick Perry called how many extended, you know, he kept calling them back into... Right. Service. Special sessions. Yeah, special. That's what the word I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and again, that was a nice thing about having to uh, run as a libertarian there. I didn't have to worry about my day job. Right. Um, I wasn't going to drop a bomb in the middle of my day job and figure out what I was going to do when I won. But right. Because I already knew who was going to win. Yeah. Um, in Williamson County, it's Republican. Mm -hmm. um, makes it easy to run. Um, will I run again? Eh, sure, why not? Right. I'm not planning on it, but I'm not planning on not running. I was busy this time around. We had some unfilled seats in the county, so it's. Um, if I would have known we were going to be in this position, I probably would have. But I'm working at a, a startup. Mm -hmm. I'm already working 12 hours a day. Right. Um, you know, I, I'm I barely eke out enough time to be the the county chair in Williamson County. Luckily, we've got some other guys that are really active and they can pick up some of my slack. Um, I believe I answered that question. So maybe run run for office again. Yeah. Well, no, I've, you know, as I get older, I always thought it would be great, but, and I'm not going to win anything. That's, you know, I don't have a college degree, blah, 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 but, uh, 
And then, but at the same time, like, I'd have trouble running on a libertarian ticket. In Texas, I'd probably be okay, because, like, the parts where I think socialism fits with the American model, at least as it currently stands, uh, and that's what I was talking about with, like, the Republican uh, alarm, is, like, there's parts where I'm just, like, uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, like, public lands out west... That Teddy Roosevelt said, like, if I look at it from a hard libertarian perspective, that's not okay. But they've done pretty good with them. Right. And and uh, National Parks Mm -hmm. comes up a lot. Um, And, yes, theoretically, they should be handed over to uh, private ownership. Now, personally, and I I can see the way this would go, because the people that say we should turn this over to private ownership are generally or almost exclusively from the left and they're saying yeah we want to turn it over to private ownership but we're going to turn it over to hunting clubs the sierra club and yeah. groups that are going to keep it land yeah um i have yet to hear i'm sure they're out there that say let's turn it over to exxon I, well I, that that uh and that's the worry but if you can turn hunting lands over yeah. to hunters um they're going to take much better care of it than the blm or some political right. group that has no you know they are the vested interest of their organization is that that is kept wild and we can hunt on it mm-hmm. or we can do whatever else with it. So you, you don't sell it to the highest bidder. Uh, you sell it to who would maintain the land. Yeah. Well, the, and that's, it's, uh, so land out west, like in Alaska and I think Oregon, it has a history of going into either oil or uh, Ted Turner. <laughs> one of those two well, in, buy in, it in, in democracy if we ever do go full democracy just mm-hmm. to throw as an aside Ted Turner yeah. will run this place right um, the <laughs> media moguls they already mm-hmm. kind of run this place so yeah. you know, anyway back to land yeah, yeah. the um, Hearst model is still alive and well yeah the um, yes land management theoretically it's one of those we're not out to change that mm-hmm. um, you know when we get down to the hundredth item on our list of things that we exactly. like to get the government right. out of, that will pop up. Yeah. But um, it, that's a, in theory, yes, if we want to be consistent, turn that stuff over. But it's hard to complain about the national park system. Right. Yeah. And that's a, it's so, like, if somebody, if I'm running as a libertarian and somebody asks me that question in a debate, in a liber- between a, me and another libertarian, I'm going to probably lose that, I would assume. But I don't know. Maybe a lot it, of them maybe are in the same pages. I don't think it's that big of an issue. Yeah. And yes, it is theoretically an issue, but I don't... And, of course, in Texas, it's really not. There's so little state-controlled land in Texas. There's almost zero federal-controlled land. There's some Well, there's that compared issue. to Montana or Colorado. Well, there's that issue up in the uh, Oklahoma-Texas border where the way the property lines are... Uh, the... Uh, ownership documents, title documents are written. Um, on one side of the border, it's to the river. On the other side of the border, or it's to an actual property line. Well, the oh, river moved. Oh, yeah. So now there's a bunch of unclaimed land that's always been owned by somebody, but mm-hmm. now the uh, BLM, Bureau of Land Management, is coming and saying, you know what? Nobody owns that now, so we're going to take it. Yeah. Um, mm. Things. Like, it, it's much easier to point at, you know, government malfeasance. Right. Than it is, hey, we did a good job because good news isn't news. You know that. Right, right. Well, and that's, a, so like BLM, it's like, 
because they've done a lot of like there's really nobody else that's doing as anywhere as near as good as they are at managing like fair like invasive species in certain parts of the west and then, but then there's stories like that where eh, that's kind of you know overstepping but in the not kind of that is overstepping right you know and that's not okay but like with the you know the wild horse population in nevada it's you know white people brought horses, horses here right gonna bring that up yeah, yeah. and uh but they're destroying n- native habitat for sage grouse and antelope and so we're trying to manage them and but it's illegal on a federal level to hunt them even though from everything i hear their meat's pretty good uh <laughs> good thing marion isn't really listening i saw a thing I saw a thing, uh, my brother sent me a picture, a friend of his is in Japan right now, and it, it was uh, like a horse tartare, almost like a sushi thing, and guy said it was the best thing he'd ever had. And uh, But horses are cute and noble. I know, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's like Texans, we wouldn't be here if people didn't need horse, because was, there was times in Texas history where that was what, they survived on because there wasn't enough cattle here yet or people like texas rangers would be out in the west and one of their guys would be shot but they'd still have his horse and nothing to eat so eat the guy or eat the horse right (laughs) exactly (laughs) so but yeah so it's like god it's like uh, blm i maybe there needs to be some oversight or something and their oversight is a big part of it in that but we need to get rid of other programs to be able to afford it because I'm not going to say just throw money that we don't have into oversight. And um, so, like, and frog, that's my the big deal. I guess what got one of the things that got me into libertarianism back in the day was one of the basic responsibilities of government should be fraud, fighting fraud. And it sells itself that way still, but meh. It kind of half-asses it at best um, and covers it up. Uh, yeah, and, you know, I, I mentioned blockchain early, earlier, earlier, so um, digital currency, Bitcoin, things like that is I touch on a lot. And um, the technology is awesome. Um, it has the ability to affect stuff or affect society and everything else along the, the uh, at the same level as the Internet did. The, um, yeah, I work at 10, so I've still got some time. Okay, all right. Um, but already the regulatory hurdles are um, raising barrier, barriers of entry to a brand new technology. Um, I'm really hoping the government will back off. Uh, vested interests, they can't really. But all of the filing and everything else that you do, all of the record keeping, everything else that you have to do if you're going to be in something that has been determined to be a financial transaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of them are. Um, but way more good people get swept up in those things for um, just clerical reasons than the bad people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm the technological advances with blockchain technology is going to happen whether the United States is involved or not. Um, there are companies that have left the United States or never came to the United States. There's companies that have left New York because New York's been a little bit burdensome. 
um, it's going to happen anyway. So do you want the next Google to be an American company or do you want the next Google to be an Asian company? Because yeah. that's the kind of thing we're looking at. Right. Um, but the, and I lost the question that I started talking about this, um, regulatory issues and oh, fraud. Um, if the government would act, I, I think the government should be reactive. It shouldn't be saying that X, Y, and Z is illegal because you may abuse it. Mm-hmm. It should be, you've abused it, now we're coming after you. Yeah. Make that other guy whole. Um, yeah. and, and that sort of function, uh, libertarians don't have a problem with that. And that's not just my version of libertarians. Um, the court system has a role. You know, it's mm-hmm. great to go next door to your neighbor and work out your differences, but if that can't be done, uh, somebody needs to step in. Right. And if you two go hire an arbiter and everybody hires the same arbiters, that's the government because yeah. they're filling that role. Um, you know, a government's not a specific group of people. It's, it's whoever is filling the role of the government. Um, and yes, or what's the... Um, the libertarian motto is don't hurt people and take their stuff. Mm-hmm. That falls into fraud. Right. You're taking their stuff. Um, force or fraud um, is the role of government in my view. Right. Um, if, it, if you're not hurting anybody, there's no force or fraud. There's no crime going on. Doesn't. I'm sorry if you've screwed up your life. Yeah. Um, every libertarian I know is a nice person. They'll probably give you a hand up or a hand out even or you know, they'll help we get irritated that the government's going to can make us help. Right. Um, because at that point, it's your right. It's not my duty. <laughs> right, exactly. So, okay. So, yes, I agree. I, I, if you'll notice, I wander far afield on every question you throw at me. But, yeah, um, it's... We do that, it. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, yes, I agree. <laughs> Fraud. <laughs> no, it's good. That's what this podcast, well, what I want to do. I guess, okay, so we're mostly a hunting and fishing podcast, uh, parenting, whatever. Uh, so do you have any uh, outdoors endeavors in your past and your future that you're uh, big? My boy just aged up into scouts. Nice. He's actually at scout camp this week, um, and that's a, a good chance to get involved there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm liking that. Um Never been a big deer hunter. Um, I've heard y'all on one of your podcasts, you're talking about bow hunting. Mm-hmm. Never done it. Sounds much more entertaining than sitting in a deer stand. Yeah. yeah. Um, if I sit still for any long length of time, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> so giving me a loaded gun, sitting me on a platform 30 feet up in the air is just a bad combination. Yeah. Um, That's why you wear, I don't know, they spell. make those safety harnesses so you can sleep <laughs> without falling. Yeah. And my dad got tired of taking me out there and one hand around me to stop me from pulling out the deer stand with my loaded rifle. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't mind tromping through the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, camping's fun. Uh, but I sure do like my sleep. Um, right. Yeah, I'm enjoying Boy Scouts, but we haven't gone to any really primitive camping sites yet. Right. Um, like to me, that's what Boy Scouts should be doing. But we've been at a nice, like, you know, when you have showers and bathrooms and stuff, right? That's a great way to camp. <laughs> Is it camping? I don't know. Right. Um, my wife would call it glamping. Yeah. Uh-huh. Glam. Yeah. Um, so, not a big hunter fisher. I absolutely believe everybody should be doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, gun rights. Uh, I'm all for gun rights. Yeah. It's not a hunting fishing thing. It doesn't say exactly. In, in order to you know, it's. 
to preserve, I don't remember the exact term, phraseology of the Second Amendment, which is horrible. You know, uh, I, I should. It's uh, to perform, you know, to maintain a free society, basically, the, oh, there we go. A well-regulated militia being, this has the comma, which I think actually is not officially in the Constitution. I don't think it was in the final revision. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. It doesn't say that free-range deer being necessary to your healthy diet, therefore you get a gun. Um, Free state. Mm -hmm. Um, a free state means that the government is not overly tyrannical, in my opinion. Yeah. So what that is about is the government. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to take away all of our assault rifles, um, personal opinion, you know, yes, this is probably a too soon conversation, but um, but yeah. everybody's having it, so yeah. Um, it's about free state. You should be able to arm yourself with whatever you would need to defend against a tyrannical state coming at you. Right. They're not going to drop a nuclear bomb on you. You don't need a missile defense system at home. Yeah. You don't need a nuclear bomb to reply. They're not going to come after you with a nuclear bomb. Right. Um, but if your local police are coming to seize your property because it looks like drug property, that's completely immoral in my opinion. Right. That's civil asset forfeiture. If they're going to come at you with machine guns, you should be able to have a machine gun. Um, if they're going to come at you with an armored tank, then you should be able to have a missile launcher. Right. If you don't want me to have a missile launcher, don't come at me with an armored tank. Yeah. Um, if you want the citizenry not to have assault weapons, government, you're in charge. Uh, you have the power, you first. Mm-hmm. When nobody's allowed to have assault weapons, including our law enforcement agencies, then at least you could start the argument of take away ours. Um, And I still wouldn't agree with it because, you know, they're still accessible. They exist. Um, Do I have a problem with somebody walking into any nightclub and shooting people? Of course I do. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's terrible. It has any... Nobody should shoot somebody else. Nobody should commit murder. Right. It's a justified... And I don't mean you don't like gay people, so you think that's justified. Right. I mean, if it's actually justified, you're defending somebody. Um, Somebody's coming at you with a gun, self-defense, defense of others, that kind of justified. Um, uh, There's plenty of things where I think it'd be okay to shoot somebody. Right. Um, In defense of somebody else. Otherwise, don't shoot people. Mm -hmm. I don't care what kind of gun you have. Right. That's not what they're for. That's not there. It's there for defense. Um hunting is great that's not the reason it's there right uh, that's a fringe benefit um at the point the government takes away our our ability to defend ourselves from the government um again depending from the home invader fringe yeah. benefit if you go over into england where they said okay no guns well now they're having people stab people yeah well they're saying well now you don't that's a big knife. You don't need to walk around with a big knife. So now they're trying to make it illegal to walk around with a big knife. Well, and their gun laws didn't really help in Brussels and Paris in the past six months. Well, even in um, England, they uh, investigated a reporter goes over there and within a day had an automatic weapon. Really? Uh, I didn't even hear about that. It's an Uzi or a te- you know, yeah. one of those, the ones you would have seen in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, Throwing yeah. bullets everywhere. So on the island <laughs> over there in England where 
you would think they get control of that stuff where there are no guns allowed. Yeah. You could still get a machine gun. Yeah. Um, I, I would not touch Second Amendment. I think registering is a bad idea. I understand the mm-hmm. arguments for it. It's a bad idea. Right. Um, the no-fly list. They're arguing right now, and I'm sure they're going to use this as a justification to try to push it through. If you're on a no-fly list, you shouldn't be able to buy a gun. Yeah. Perfect world sounds great. In a yeah. perfect world, but of course, it takes due process out of the equation. Not even due process. If they had nobody but suspected terrorists and people are actual danger on those lists, right. that'd be great. Right. But yeah. that's not how those lists work. No. There's millions and millions of people on those lists. Um, there's cases of people that. Um, have similar names as somebody that was a bad guy or may have been a bad guy. <laughs> right. And the, uh, so, okay, you want to buy a gun, you get rejected for that, but there's actually people that are on the list that shouldn't be on the list mm-hmm. or for political reasons, you're on the list. Um, right. FBI would like you to become an informant for them. You say no. Yeah, you know what? You're on the list. Yeah. Because um, that's all it is. It's not, it's you know, was it the... Uh, the top 10 of most wanted, FBI's most wanted list, you know, which is, uh, it's one of those like fun things to talk about from American history. Yeah, but, but that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, cause it's cool. It was like, Oh, phone was number one back in the day and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, it's, you know, that's like a hard political process. Like it's difficult for a criminal to get on that list, but from everything it seems on the no fly list, you just send an email with a guy's name on it to the right guy at the FBI and that name's on that list. Yeah. Or, um, Twitter feeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Facebook. You get online and you, you just lose it. Mm-hmm. Have a few beers and send off some offensive messages and you could be on the no fly <laughs> list. Yeah. And, you know, they say the terrorist watch list, there's a bunch of them, no fly list is one of them. Yeah. But you can, uh, all sorts of things that you should do, or you could do that could land you on one of those lists, and now you don't get to buy a gun. Yeah. Um, it's like the crazy people shouldn't have guns. Yeah. I agree. Who <laughs> defines who's crazy? Exactly. I know. Because I guarantee you I'd be on the crazy side of that list. Yeah. I mean, it, go, uh, go look at the Soviet Union in the 80s. Mm-hmm. You know, if you disagreed with the government, you were crazy. Yeah. You're officially. Yeah. And crazy. look where, it, yeah, and look where it got them. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not with a mutant, realistic system. With mutant elk. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I don't know, man. It's so. What's the mutant elk story? Uh, well, not elk, but hogs. The Chernobyl. There's uh, irradiated uh, swine in the forests around Chernobyl mm-hmm. now and there's story like on uh, Vice uh, like the f- early version of the Vice TV show was mm-hmm. just about the guy going and doing dumb stuff and one of the things he did was he went to Chernobyl to hunt hogs and he and they go and people do this they'll put a radiation detector on their shirt and they'll go and hunt hogs with uh, automatic weapons while hammered on vodka <laughs> that sounds like a fun weekend. You know, like 20 years ago, I would have been all over that. You know, I've got a wife and kids. And, you know, yeah. Uh, well. Yeah, exactly. And there's like hogs with three eyes. And yeah, like... yeah. That's what the guy wanted, but he he's hammered with an automatic weapon, so he didn't hit anything. But, yeah. but you know. But yeah, don't as get... to Second Amendment rights, if you want to get hammered and go shoot your guns with your hammered friends, yeah. 
just Don't deal with the own repercussions of that. You no. know, if, if you're going to go hunting with George Bush and get shot in the face, right. it's just a risk of being out there doing that. Yeah. Um, on private, yeah, if you're on private land that's your, that you have the right to be on, be an adult and deal with the bad stuff. <laughs> it's, it's not like you weren't aware that this was a bad idea when you did it. Exactly. <laughs> and, What's and, the story? Uh, well, Dick Cheney, who was George W. Bush's vice president, uh, who was, yeah, he was like, he was a Bond villain in the national media. And to me, he kind of was that until the Oliver Stone W movie, but which he was kind of the hero of that movie, in my opinion. <laughs> but it was a fake version of him. Uh, but he uh, went hunting in South Texas, I think, uh, with a handful of judges and politicians and whatever, and they were uh, bird hunting. And I can't remember what the, the other guy's an yeah, office holder, yeah, right? I, I forgot it was Cheney, not Bush, but uh, Harry Whittington, because I'm a Whittington. That's no. why I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the, uh, and he may or may not be a distant relation. I'm always fuzzy on what Whittington's I'm actually related to. Um, anyway, Cheney shot him in the face. Yeah, so he got a load of bird shot right in the mug. He lived, he was, yeah. I mean, he was his 80s, Couldn't 70s. Or yeah, 80s, yeah, he's an old guy that got yeah. shot in the face. It probably was, it was not an up-close yeah, but which I've heard of that happening, hunting birds, you know. Uh, but yeah, you know they were drunk, uh, which that's kind of part of the thing. I I don't drink when I bird hunt. I don't drink when I hunt. Period. Or handle guns, but most people do. You know, it's uh, my stepdad had a story. They went hunting. My stepdad didn't drink. Period. But they went hunting, him and a bunch of guys that were on the deer lease, bird, uh, dove hunting, and they were done, but like all, almost all the other guys had a 12-pack per guy uh, in their individual places and were empty boxes full of empty cans coming back to the truck. And as they're walking back to the truck, the, him and one of the guys are closer than me and you, and they're pointing the same direction, but you're like, say you're walking like a half step behind me, Dove flies, dude with the empty box of beer cans, shoots, you know, very close to my stepdad's. And my stepdad did not have much of a temper, but he, and he didn't beat the guy up. He just, he just kind of took him by the shirt collar and, and used some language he was not famous for using and let him know that that wasn't going to happen again. <laughs> That's, uh, I use some of that language sometimes. It's <laughs> usually too. when I'm really pissed off. So yeah, I really it takes... My kids can watch. If that words are coming out of dad's mouth, just <laughs> shut up and back up. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, I think now we've killed an hour and a half on the recorder. Um, I think Marion's asleep. Marion, uh, since you've been such an astute podcast participant today, do you have any final words you want to turn loose? Other than whack your microphone again, <laughs> snaggle to no, quit doing it. That makes for bad audio. So, who are you gonna vote for in November for president? I don't think she was listening. Yeah, that's the joke. <laughs> All right, yeah, we'll let her go back to she sleep. She looks strong. So, what do you think, Tristan? What do you think about libertarianism in general? It's cool. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything you want to, you know, links or 
shows or whatever you want to let people know about or uh, more candidates we uh, didn't mention? Nationallyop.org. Um, yeah, vote for Gary Johnson. Um, actually, if you don't like libertarians, just don't stay home. Go vote any third party. doesn't matter what third party. Right. Um, uh, this, said, is, this is the year for third parties to make their mark. It's always a year for the third parties. If yeah. you listen to the politicians, it's always the most I'm important. I'm just saying, the Republicans and Democrats are giving us such a <laughs> huge yeah. opportunity. But uh, if you don't like the, don't vote for the R or the D, vote for a person. Mm-hmm. If you just dislike those people, don't stay home. Yeah. Vote. Um, politicians want a couple of things from you. Your money, your activism, and your vote. Um, if you're not going to vote, they really don't have that much use for them, you unless you're going to give them one of the other two. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can get up on the election day and actually vote for someone else, that makes a difference to them yeah. because that could have been their vote. Right. Um, if you're going to stay home, yeah, whatever, you don't count. Um, and that's just my exposure to it. And I've been through the fundraising things and I've been through the... A lot of the Republican, uh, you know, how to get people to vote, and you're just numbers. Uh, you, you really, if you know them individually, you're a person. If otherwise, you're just statistic. Um, but if you get up and actually vote for someone else, they know you vote. Um, it's only kind of anonymous who you voted for. You can figure it out, mm-hmm. um, and they know. But um, if you just can't vote for the Libertarian. Please do vote for the Libertarian. Everybody, vote for the Libertarian. Um, mm. If you can't, pick somebody else on there. If you hate the main two char- or characters, characters, right? And, uh, yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> and can't vote Johnson. Um, vote Stein. I think she's the Green Party candidate. She? Or and yeah, there will yeah, yeah. be other people out there. Um, mm-hmm. Go out and vote, um, even if it's not going to be counting, even if it's all corrupt. The fact that you got up and you voted means that you at least care enough to get up and vote. And that's somebody that they could capture next time around to actually vote for their person. Um, I didn't vote for years Mm -hmm. just because I was disgusted with the whole thing. Right. But uh, voting matters. Um, At least it gives you a little bit of skin in the game. The opportunity cost of you could have been sleeping or watching TV or whatever, what you, you could have been doing when you got up to go vote. It gives you that much skin in the game. Mm-hmm. And politicians do know that you're willing to at least put that much effort, therefore you may have some value to them. Right. Um, anyway, lp.org is the national party site. Mm-hmm. Um, lptexas.org is a state site. Um, we are only active in, we may be up to 40 counties now in Texas. There's a lot of counties in Texas. Okay. Um, 200 something, right? Um, All the I'm other. thinking 130, but I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, I can. Anyway, there's a bunch. Um, I have the internet. If you are in a county that is not, does not have an active party, we would love to speak to you if you would like to uh, start an active party. Um, count, the county next door will absolutely help you launch a party, start, and whatever else you may need. Um, go to LP dot, or lptexas.org, and um, they'll help you out on starting a local chapter. So, uh, yeah, yeah, do that. Very cool. That's, uh, do you know if McLennan County has a chapter? 254. Uh, McLennan. Oh, wow. Yeah, 254 County. Um, I, I ran for Texas State Senate. I'm pretty sure McLennan was in it, so I'm thinking no. Okay. Um, so I know a so lot of, a lot of people, that's where I grew up, and a lot of people 
definitely fall into the libertarian category many more than they realize. Uh, but like uh, one of my podcasts was the guys from Land Sharks up there, and they're definitely in the Venn diagram of Libertarian Party, and uh, and they claim it, they identify that way, and a lot of their, I'm going to do their podcast tomorrow, and we'll be talking about that. I mean, they'll their theirs is more of a drinking beer and being goofballs kind of podcast and talking politics uh, and uh, for the whole time and kind of a standing around a pickup truck kind of a way and uh, so we'll be, I'm betting we'll talk mostly about Orlando uh, yeah. and uh, and accomplish nothing <laughs> but, that's what politics is for right? yeah, yeah, yeah. third party politics yeah um, but yeah it's um, also since um many of our counties aren't active actually it's what 254 counties mm-hmm. and we may be up to 40 that are active right which means 90 percent of the counties don't have an active chapter right or party um uh. that means that if you can get a couple of counties out there active show up at the next uh, you know two years from now the next state conventions things like that you can actually change the party platform you can mm-hmm. make a difference in the party um come on out yeah well, y'all, uh, we're, uh, Williamson County is doing their monthly meeting this coming Monday, right? Yes, yeah, the 20th. It's at Logan's Roadhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm planning on being there. There for a long time. My Mondays were spoken for. So I, when I found out about it, uh, my Mondays were spoken for. But now that's freed up, I think. So. I used to be the precinct two. Williamson County has four precincts. Mm-hmm. And um, right now we don't have a precinct two chair or vice chair if you'd like to come out and become <laughs> active. <laughs> Well, I'll talk to somebody about it, yeah. definitely. Or if you know anybody else that's out here, yeah. you know, send them on out. Not really. All my people moved away. <laughs> and my brother, he's pretty much, me and him are almost exactly the same politically. And uh, uh, But he lives in, in Travis County. Well, Travis is very active. Yeah. If he wants to hang out with libertarians, they're always a... And they also have in Travis some great uh, political organizations. Yeah, um, he would appreciate that. He works at a, uh, a certain uh, movie theater chain that sells food and beer with will, their... Will they kick you out if your phone comes they on? They will. I love that And they're voice. nationally known. For, I'm a fan of them, too. I'm not a fan of everything about them, but I am a fan of that. Yeah. Uh, but they, but so as a byproduct of working there and in the downtown location, especially, he it's a hundred percent hardcore blue, <laughs> and that's what he's. So every day he's like, I remember, like he doesn't hunt, but uh, he uh, bought a camo phone case just to annoy the piece of people around him just because you know, he always talks he, he likes the outdoors he's just never been as active he's more of a night owl type anyways so but uh yeah so but he'd like to have some libertarians to hang around besides just me does he like the rail system that they're trying to put through in austin I don't know if he know. He just moved back to Travis County. Actually, he lived there for a long time, and then he had to go manage their location in Yonkers, and hated it. <laughs> so now he's back. But uh, I don't know how much he knows. I know they got to do something. I don't know if rail's the answer. I would think it's not. I, well, the rail that's there is 
Well, we blinked. Um, I, I was in Austin until seven or eight years ago and moved over to Cedar Park, um, across the county line. But um, light rail has been on almost every ballot since I moved to Austin in mm-hmm. 1997. Um, and I believe this time around they're going to be breaking up the transportation things. Or they're fighting about it right now. Yeah. Do we put roads in, in its own bond and then sidewalks in its own bond so people can vote on actually which granular pieces they want? Yeah. And the light rail people are blowing a gasket. You yeah. can't call this a transportation thing without having rail. Rail's been, uh, God, how many times do we have to say no? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the train we have. Well, how many, we voted against, well, we, because I was in Travis County for a while. Uh, Travis County voted against it like four times, and they finally said, oh, we'll, ju- we'll just do it without asking. <laughs> yeah, pretty, we blinked. I think it was 15 yeah. 0.04% or something like yeah, that. We yeah, just yeah. got it through, and they it was amazing how fast that came online because they had to get it done before we said, you know what, we changed our mind. Yeah. Um, and it was $250 million or something was the numbers that they were throwing around at the time. And strangely, now that those toll roads, toll mm-hmm. lanes they're putting on MOPAC was estimated six months after that at about $250 million. Right. So we could have had MOPAC expanded. Yeah. Or we could have 1,500 or so people from Lander get trained into downtown. Yeah. And uh, traffic, is, uh, in your opinion, is it better or worse? <laughs> oh, it, well, I get to work very early because of traffic. Right. <laughs> because of traffic. Me but, uh, too. When I worked in North Dawson, it yeah. was, I'd be at work by 6.30 every morning because right, it was going to be a nightmare. Tra- and, and if you try to go through during... Uh, times when the train's running if you try to go that intersection of lamar and uh airport right south of airport it's a nightmare because of the train the train like it was always bad in rush hour but the train makes it 10 times worse like i've been at that light for 30 minutes yeah you know and and not even the peak of rush hour just like early rush hour. i don't know it's I understand that Austin has to figure something out, but that ain't the answer. And I understand the, you know, wonderful land of unicorns where there's a whole transportation system (laughs) out there. But it's going to take 40 years, and the people that want to run it right now, uh, sorry, fellas, but I don't don't believe that you could pull it off. Right. Um, If I could get on a train or a bus in Cedar Park and be in Houston three hours later or San Antonio an hour and a half, two hours later, That'd be great. Um, The express train that they're talking about doing between here and San Antonio had Mm -hmm. 16 stops and took longer than my car. Right. And I would have a car at the other end. Um, That is their version of an express train. Yeah. Which really tells me everything I need to know about the... Yeah, when it was first pitched, it was nonstop. It was moving fast, but... uh, Express. But yeah, yeah. And then... But even then, I was thinking, that doesn't seem realistic. Uh, Like... Just trying to figure because that other trains, freight trains, had to go use the same rails. So how are you going to promise a nonstop train at enough in enough hours of the day to make it realistic? Because it, at the time I was thinking maybe you'd get two a day, you know, one in the early morning or one in the evening or something like that. Uh, but yeah, now making more stops that makes more sense. And I heard a recent. Uh remember if it was an article or somebody talking about it is we have self-driving cars coming mm-hmm. and you can pack way more volume of cars and people if 
it's not people driving these things. It's all automated. Right. It'd be nice if we had the roads that those cars could drive on. Yeah. When, you know, if we could pack four times the volume of people on there if they're automated cars. Well, mm-hmm. it wouldn't matter now anyway because our roads suck. And right. We're not, and we're not building them. Yeah. And we're not building them because we won't spend three times as much on a light rail system that's not going to do what they want it to do. Yeah. I understand it's part of the bigger thing. But automated cars would solve the problem. You've got a bus system that works great. Mm. Stick with the bus system. Make some awesome roads. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want bike lanes, great. Make a separate bond issue. Let people vote on it. Yeah. Or Quit building tollways halfway between here and Houston. The, uh, in theory, I don't have a problem with the tolls. No, I don't have a problem um, with the concept, just where they put it. It's one of those things. So, yeah, the implementation <laughs> sucks. Um, Beltway, or there was the turnpike between Austin and Dallas. It was a toll road. Mm-hmm. They built it. They paid for it. They took the tolls off. Yeah. Great. If you could actually do that and I could trust you to do that, I would have absolutely no problems with right. tourists. Yeah, yeah. Um, because that's, you know, put enough money aside to maintain it. Don't touch it, mm-hmm. when, it when it's sitting there burning a hole in a bank account. <laughs> um, but Sam Houston Toll Road in Houston had the same sort of thing. We're going to build this. We'll pay it off. We'll take the tolls. Mm-hmm. Well, they paid it off. And when the time the tolls came out, yeah, the tolls are still there. It's like, well, you all are used to paying for it. It's a toll road. It's just part of the thing. And we could really use that money elsewhere. Yeah. It's just one of those things where the rea- it's great theory, but the political reality of it just sucks. So I just stay out of it. Yeah, yeah. I know. Do I have a perfect solution? No. I don't have a perfect Something I heard pitched that I kind of like the sound of at least exploring the idea. Say gondolas. <laughs> no, i do that. I actually though. like that. I would ride a gondola to work. Uh, What's a gondola? Those in uh, Venice, Italy, you see them uh, like in the third Indiana Jones. It's like the Italian dudes rowing the boat. The it, they're yeah. also the ones that are hanging from the wires. Oh, those ones. Okay, yeah, I and forgot that. Those yeah. at a, uh, That's way cooler. Yeah. I would do that all day There's long. There's a TED Talk in Austin they were talking about. You ever see the James Bond movies where they're up in a ski slope and they've got this really big, nice conveyance thing going down the wires and they're fighting on top of it and stuff like that. They're talking about doing that because it would cost way less than rail. If you needed yeah. to build a ro- a bridge across a river, you put a tower on both sides and run wires. There's a bridge. It cost way less. Yeah. Um, we had 70 or 80 mile an hour gusting winds the day or the day after they were talking about that saying yeah this could work you know it, um, they wanted to manage it like a ski slope basically mm-hmm. they backed all the way up and they said okay what conveyances are there in the world where we could move just a crap load of people yeah. well ski slopes those gondolas on ski slopes were great so let's you know design something like how sounded good they could move a lot of people and that day we had unprecedented winds <laughs> like, can you imagine being right. on a gondola with 70 mile an hour gusting winds yeah yeah or if a tornado yeah, how much yeah. puke would be on the inside of right those I know things. yeah but, uh, that'd be the time I'd want to ride it but I would love to like see a billionaire come out and say you know what I'm just going to put this out there and see if I can do it yeah um, but if it was cost effective a billionaire would have done it by now I know right we could put up we could put up like Walls, like what? Like Trump walls? Like Trump walls to protect it to from the wind. To keep billionaires out. <laughs> to protect it from the wind. <laughs> like concrete uh, walls. Okay, that sounds huge. Uh, 
The I concrete think, industry would love I, it. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> this guy up here, there's a concrete, uh, an aggregate guy right up the street on 183 that uh, puts it. And I know, like, Claude Lindsay and Waco, he'd probably, it'd be all of them. They'd get into it. That's, that's big money, concrete. Um, all right. Well, she's asleep again, so. It's yeah. <laughs> that's. Uh, yeah, 923. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too, so. All right. Uh, so. I'm going to, for anybody listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher, uh, if you want to find links to guys we've talked about and other Libertarian Party stuff we've talked about, um, go to wildernesslaw.us to the cast page, um, and I'll have the list of links in the show notes. So, all right, uh, Matthew, thank you for coming and being on the podcast. Thanks for having me out. That was a really cool conversation. I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, obviously, we went almost twice as long as I thought we were going to. <laughs> That's cool. All right, Tristan, did you learn something? Yes. Mary, did you learn something? Uh, I was listening to it. <laughs> Getting up early is no fun. You learned that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you got a few years before you get to vote anyway. All right. Um, uh, yeah, I forgot mm-hmm. to mention earlier, there is a Williamson-Travis County Libertarian website that I mangle every time I do it. If you <laughs> Google it, you can find it. Oh, but yeah. if I say that, it'll be wrong. And I'll put the link on the show notes. So it should, hopefully I'll make it easy for folks <laughs> listening to it to get to. All right. Thank you. Well, you and yeah, yeah, the kids just want to so go swimming. So we can go swimming. <laughs> All right. Thank you.